Welcome back. This is part two of our response to Jill Duggar's blog post called More Than Sex, How to Love Your Husband. If you haven't listened to part one, go back and listen to that one first. That's the previous podcast. We're diving into the second half of her article right now. So there was a lot of hubbub about, well, maybe just in the Duggar community. I don't know. I'm a part of that community. But there was a lot of hubbub. A lot of people were saying Jill's dividing the internet with her with her blog post where she gives quite a few points that she lives by and that she believes have made her a better wife for her husband. And again, Jill, I want to hear what Derek does for you. But if, if they're doing these things equally, I think they're really cool things. Obviously if it's her doing all these things and him being like, serve me woman, then it's, I don't think he would. I think that's why it's guy. dividing the internet. I think a lot of people are assuming that's their relationship. I don't think that's their relationship, but I think a lot of people I see a conservative Christian family like the Duggars and see like a woman trying really hard to make her husband happy and the husband being like, serve me wife. That's the thing about all these points. Like don't gossip name call joking, go to bed fresh, look nice for him. There's always the counter, like he's going to look nice for you. He's going to go to bed fresh for you. And it's like this, all these things only work if it's 100%, 100%. It's not 50%, 50% in a marriage. It's 100%, 100%. And you have to be all in together and you each put the other's happiness before your own. If one's putting their happiness before their own and they're like also putting their happiness before the others, (laughs) then it doesn't work. So these things only work. I I think we did this, said this last time, but it, it should go without saying like, the best marriages are 100-100, not 50-50. I will say this, though. Like, when Dallin was working outside of the home, um, now he's kind of in this trench with me, and we're kind of, like, falling apart together, trying to care for kids full-time. <laughs> but when he was leaving the home, like, he would get ready and get nice and get showered because he had to go to work. And he would come home fresh, and he would come home, like, ready to go, and I would be the one at home who was not fresh and who was not ready and who was like more possibly more like dirty and disgusting and sweaty than when I woke up. Did I, did I treat you? No, I'm just saying, I think a lot of these points are very specific to just having lived that life to a stay at home mom with children whose husband is leaving the house for work. So things like, like get ready and like, be excited for your husband to come home and like all these things that like when I was, you know, like a career girl, I would have been like, I would have heard like be fresh for your husband. I would have been like, whatever, like he's fine. But now like having lived that life where I am very seldom fresh, (laughs) (laughs) I get it. Like I get it. I get that it's helpful for me and it's also charming for him to have a wife who like looks like a put together person and not like a scullery maid. A scullery <laughs> maid? What does that even mean? Just like a kitchen helper, like from Downton Abbey, like Daisy. I felt like I looked <laughs> like her a lot of the time. So like things like that, like be confident about your body. That's something that's really hard for me having kids and having my body. Are we diving into the points right now? Yeah, like be confident about your body is one of them. And we're just sliding over it. But like, I think I will, I mean, like, you know, like the dad bod is a real thing and it's a real thing 
I think it's hard, less hard for a guy to be confident about his body than a girl, but that might be a stereotype. In our home, there is one person in our family who has no issue taking off their clothes, and there is another person in our family who is a little more timid about it. And yeah. I will let you guys be the judge of who that is. <laughs> We have had to make windows down, like blinds drawn rules. <laughs> Double check yeah. the windows. Gosh, I just think clothes are a burden sometimes. <laughs> so just like, like, let me be free and run around our house. That might not, in the nude. Right. That might not be a thing on Derek's list if Derek's anything like <laughs> Dallin. <laughs> uh, okay. So we're just going to start kind of from where we left off. We might be skipping a couple because there's a ton and just be thinking as we go along what you agree with, what you don't agree with, and be sure to check us out on Facebook. We always post like our a podcast note and everyone can comment on it, their thoughts and things. So if you have any like blaring disagreements or you're like, wow, that touched my heart, make sure to get on there. You go join the conversation on Facebook. Right. Okay. So number, I don't know, number 804. It's just far down the list where we're starting. Don't let your children control the house. Keep a routine and make them go to bed early so you can have quality time together. We suck at that. We're getting better. We've Took tried us a long to, time. We just haven't ever spelled out what bedtimes we're going to stick to. It's usually just whenever they're ready to go to bed. It's really hard when you're nursing because they just kind of eat when they eat and they don't eat when they don't eat. And you're just kind of there for them. Just like here It'll I am. It'll probably get easier in, in the next year. George is definitely getting on more of a schedule than he's ever been on. James was born sort of on a schedule. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. She was born only taking one nap and sleeping fairly well through the night and... I mean, fairly well. Like she didn't wake up 20 times like George. She woke up eight times. So I don't, that's our standard. <laughs> eight times. But this is the first time in our parenting hood where sometimes they're asleep at eight and we're just like, this is amazing. What do we do? Yeah. And then we don't do anything nights. and we just pass out. Whereas before we'd be like, oh, if they went to bed at eight, we could get so much more done. Gosh. I guess we sleep more. Yeah, so what are we trying to do now? James to bed by 7.30 and George by... George is slowly working towards the 7.30 goal, but we always get selfish during his nap and let him sleep late. And it never We happens. need to just start we waking him just up. Wake him up. But like, it's just so a, nice he's when he's asleep. right now. I mean, it's nice when he's awake too, but yeah. you're ready to have some adult time. We just try and get everything done when he's sleeping and it's really hard to stop doing things and wake him up. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I love that. Um, we're doing our best to get the kids on a schedule so that we can just have like have some personal time. So mm -hmm. we kind of have a schedule right now. It's Tuesday and Thursday. Dallin is working. This like editing. happened this morning. This happened. Yeah. Like one o'clock last night, just cause I cannot, I have to have a schedule or else my brain is always thinking about what I could be doing right Why now. Why Dallin has died for the past three years. Yeah. So we're working on having a schedule and now Tuesdays and Thursdays are my work evenings after the kids go to bed. And that's when and I watch the Kardashians. That's when Ashley watches her shows that I don't want to watch, <laughs> which base. works out great. It's a dichotomy. And then, um, I mean, if I were doing more weddings and had other projects, I might have to up to three times a week, but right now two nights a week is going to work just fine. And my brain is relaxed now knowing that, okay, Tuesdays and Thursdays are my time. And during these other times of the day and other days, I don't have to stress and worry about, man, I could be editing a wedding right now or this other project I could be working on. And it just feels really good in my brain because you have to schedule things or else it never get done. And then Monday, Wednesday and Friday, Ashley and I just decided that instead of just watching shows or whatever, we're going to um, start reading some books together and sharpening our minds a little bit more, at least Monday and Wednesday. 
And we said like Friday and Saturday will probably be like movie night slash watch the office. Yeah. Together. And this all revolves around maintaining a bedtime. These are all things that may be possible if we get better at nap schedules and bedtime schedules. Yeah. But I just remembered that the bachelor's on Tuesday. Why did I set a work day on Tuesday? I'm watching it without you then. No. Okay. Next one. Figure right. out what he likes and do it with him. Give him your undivided attention. And if it's hard, pray for the grace to be able to give undivided attention to him. I don't really know completely what that means. So I, I mean, can't... Like if your husband's really into like <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons or something, you got to learn how to play Dungeons and Dragons wholeheartedly and pray for help. It's like Dallin loves games. Or I mean this... So in our marriage, I would draw this line. Dallin... Well, Dallin doesn't like love games by himself. That's like Dallin's family thing to do. I love playing games. It's just, I like family time, really. It's And well, games are a way that we have created like family bonding time. So I like playing games. It's fun with my family. We always grew up playing games. Yeah. You, I mean, and there's lots of gamer people out there, so I'm not trashing you. I just, Ashley grew up where games were super stressful. No, I just grew up where you play one game and then you're done. Okay. Dallin plays more than so one game. So it turns out Ashley hates games. I just don't like, I just, my family played very differently than how Dallin's played in that Dallin's family is cordial and they follow the rules <laughs> and they take as long as it needs to take. My Actually family apparently just cheats. did the opposite of all those things. So it's really a struggle for me in the most loving way to do, to be like excited about that. And I guess in this instance, I could try harder to do that. I, my whole life dreamed about like your whole life having like my wife just have fun with me and my family and i have fun with your family i just don't have fun playing games with your family including playing games at night together and just laughing our here's another our thing. faces night off. i have a bedtime it's eight o'clock <laughs> i can't think of a greater piece of torture than having than playing games after eight o'clock well this is one of those things you don't have to every night like we're on our family vacation but one of the nights i would just really appreciate it if you just prayed for strength to have fun with me playing <laughs> games and vice versa i want to do that with you i don't let me what's i don't make an example you do anything of, with my family well, I, I always give you an out a back door down if you don't want to come to this don't do it make you do it i would just love it if you chose to do it but i'm not going to make you and what's something that i could do for you just i don't to know keep like it even see, my line my like expectation of you with my family is just to not do anything that makes you uncomfortable it's a I'm very, pretty easy going around your family. I'm just like, I. Also, my family doesn't do a lot of like organized fun. <laughs> I don't know. They just eat. There's just food, and you just do what you want around the food. <laughs> I well, feel I, like. See, maybe that's maybe why that's I why I just, you do so well. I thrive. <laughs> you thrive. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, if you think of something that I don't do with you that you would have fun with me doing with you, what would? Uh, let me let me pray for strength and go do it with you. You won't have to because it's going to be the better choice for you. Because if I'm asking you to do something, it's because I know you would like it. <laughs> like The Bachelor. Took me two years to get down to watch that with me. <laughs> now it's his favorite show. Well, I wouldn't go there, but... I mean, I, you're pretty I involved. I am curious to know how it's going to turn out. <laughs> right. I like just observing the social experiment that, that is The Bachelor, really. It that's is what, just... That's, you learn a guys, lot about Dallin's about not in it for the drama. <laughs> No, the drama parts bug the crap. You can just so tell that the producers set all this up, and it's so annoying. I love it. It's like watching a well, a well, but like when you hear them talk and you like tap into people's minds and learn how like different personalities work. It's so it's the the biggest social experiment. Seriously, you're gonna marry a person 
at the end of this. It's and like you see how they how they um, present themselves and talk and interact and their insecurities that come out or their strengths. It's like I enjoy like having, observing that. It's like the ultimate people watching. Yeah. It's like the deepest, darkest. <laughs> I keep vlog thinking you're done. <laughs> that you could ever watch. Like the most intimate conversations. <laughs> it is. Having been to like two days of marriage therapy. That's going to be the next podcast, by the way. I pretty much believe they're all going to fail. Like there's no, they have no chance. It's just, they're going to like, just give up now, guys. I'm sorry, Hannah. It's not going to work. <laughs> uh, yeah. If she's having the doubts that she's having already, it doesn't look promising. Doesn't look except good. for there's the sweet Peter pilot boy. Oh, love him. Yeah. So okay. uh, by the way, that's going to be our next podcast. What we've learned from couples counseling. <laughs> Stay next, stay tuned for that one. Next one. Do what you can to make your home a haven or place of rest and relaxation to come home to. I honestly think that is a joint, a joint job. Like if I'm like the when stay at home mom home from work, I just feel like that shouldn't be on a stay at home mom. Like I think a stay at home mom can do all that she can to keep her home nice, but there's just like it's like children are tornadoes that are constantly just destroying everything working from home and quitting my day job has given me so much more empathy for what you have been dealing with while i have gone to work like it is crazy it's just it is so much work and so many unpredictables you can't really schedule it's wonderful anything. and beautiful but it's just i would go crazy if i was like the house needs to be clean when dallin gets home i believe that dallin and i do this like after the kids go to bed we clean the house so that we can feel comfortable and relaxed and calm in our home because I can't when it's dirty, but I don't, I just don't think there's any point to cleaning it until the kids are asleep because there's just no point. They're just, it's, it's, it's like just five seconds later again. and it's just. Maybe this would apply to like, if you had a living room that was separate from where the kids played, because right now that's one in the same because we have a little town home. So. If the kids had like a playroom where all their junk was, maybe just the living room is what she's talking about. I don't know. Yeah. But it is. I just don't. I mean, think obviously, it's nice coming home to a place of rest and relaxation, but I don't really know if that exists with little kids. <laughs> okay. Next one. Um, make the most. You can of have the spirit in your home. Yeah. And I think the spirit. Even though there's like toys and macaroni all over everything. I like, I believe cleanliness is next to godliness. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I believe that. But I also think that screaming kids or and happy happy screams is what I mean. I don't think scream. I just like I like like loud vocabulary. Loud, I, joyfully I think that joyful, loud. Joyful kids uh -huh. are also next to godliness. Like they Jesus are. loved the children, but he he, he said it, such are the kingdom of heaven. Right. I totally agree. I just don't agree that it's. But with children comes toys and food everywhere. Like my great goal right now is to not lose my mind when my house is messy. That's my great goal and. I am not doing well at it, but cleaning the house after they're asleep makes me feel good because it's not like I'm doing something fruitless that will only last for one minute. Plus it's super productive time because it's just me and Ashley pounding out like, dishes here, toys there, dog stuff there, vacuum real quick. And then we just sit down. It's all clean. Five minutes. Boom. Watch a show. Or now, boom, read a book. <laughs> We're going to start reading marriage books and parenting books side by side feel like we've just been focusing we'll just on parenting read one book at a time but we're gonna well right but we're <laughs> we need to learn we ashley and i have realized that like there's parenting skills there's also marriage skills we dove into marriage thinking that we would just be pro because we liked each other but there's real communication skills and marriage skills and things that you have to know in order to succeed at a higher level that we really want to learn and be pros at yeah 
Okay. More to come in our uh, ther- couples therapy podcast. That whole breakdown. Yeah. This is one thing I really like about the Duggars. They're very family oriented and to the point of like family time above, like if like find a way to fulfill yourself in family time. I know they still do like personal outings and everything, but just watching the Bates and watching the Duggars, especially the, the Bates family. That's what I love so much about the mom and the dad. Like family time is if they can involve their family in something or involve their family in their hobby, no matter if it makes their hobby less fulfilling to them personally, or like it's so much more meaningful for them to have their family together in an activity, which I really like that. Okay. So for the family time, she says, for example, if he is gone from 6am to 6pm, then run your errands during that time and or hang out with friends then save most of the time after that for time together. And sometimes that might mean not inviting guests over in the evening, talk about it together as a couple and see what you can do to cut out what you can cut out to allow more family time. I think for a lot of families that would mean extracurricular activities with your kids. And we don't have that yet, but I'm super like, don't want to get into that a ton. Like if we do something, it'll be both kids in the same sport at the same time or activities like rock climbing or hiking or biking that we can do as a family. Those are my favorite sports. I'm not saying anything bad about soccer or baseball or comp leagues, but I do know like firsthand, like was in them that they just take so much time. Yeah. So much time. Do you think the lessons you learn from team by teamwork and sportsmanship are worth it? I think you can learn the same lessons of perseverance and working hard and training like from other activities like biking, endurance sports. Like we're really into mountain climbing, like rock climbing. Like I think you can learn great things from that or hiking. Like let's get to the top of this mountain and work together. And be a family team. And be a family team. Like I think you can learn potentially less self-gratifying and more family-gratifying traits, which in the end is what your child is going to be in. They're going to be in a family. They're not going to be on a baseball team. Well, Unless they're like the 1%. So I'm kind of more into training for being prepared to raise and like have a family. Not that that's the only thing they're going to do, but they're probably going to do it more than they're going to play baseball. And it would be my great hope that George or James can feel fulfilled and happy and not like they're missing out because of their kids. Yeah. And I think if we can give them experiences where they can see us being fulfilled and happy doing activities with them where maybe we have to hold ourselves back because they're not as fast or as strong as us at first, I think that could be a really valuable thing to see. Like hiking or bike rides. And yeah. Stuff. Or just anything where like we're holding, we're willing to hold ourselves back a little bit so that we can be with them. In uh, Seven Habits, Stephen Covey talks about like when you go bowling and keeping like a family score and trying to beat it each time where everybody scores at it together instead of like everybody versus each other. See, that would suddenly make something that might be like not very fun for someone who's not good at bowling. Yeah. Like more, more fun. Just feel like whatever they get, they're contributing to the family score. Yeah. And they can still work hard for it and everything. Yeah. I think that's cool. Okay. Switching gears real fast, get new lingerie. I All right. I hate lingerie. I kind of do too. I mean I just I'm I hate lace. All the, and so all the much, fancy stuff. I just I'm just a fan of the just a birthday suit. I know. Dallin just likes and naked. Just <laughs> snuggle. I like I don't like all the I uh, like the more simple 
cotton. <laughs> Hanes. Hanes. I just I like I hated lace on wedding dresses. I just, that, I just hate lace. I think it's so cute. Just like good old underwear. And then tell just, me about it. <laughs> I, I don't want to get all descriptive and stuff. Like we'll just keep it at birthday suit. That's my favorite Listen, kind of dress. I don't dress. like wedgies and I don't like lace. And it's not that I don't love Dallin, but I just don't think I need to show my love to him by wearing lace. Unless that's his thing. And I just if it don't, was my thing, I would tell you. But honestly, I just, I like, I'm gonna take it off anyways. Yeah. You know. Okay, next one. But <laughs> I think it the the spirit of that rule is that you should do things to help your sex life be more exciting. Yeah. So the, basically, that what means was the box we were ordering? Um, one was, time we did it one month just to see what we like, and it was it had a good questionnaire. And in the beginning, it was like the fantasy, fantasy, the box fantasy box. Or we might start that again. I don't know. Your they sister do, told us they're about They're big it, right? on lingerie. An unnamed yeah. sister told us about it. Here's another idea I heard about recently. Yeah? Instead of wearing your normal comfy underwear, uh-huh. for me, that is very true. I have very comfortable underwear from when I was nursing, and it's just the most uncute piece of cloth you could ever put on yourself. But instead of wearing that, wear lingerie have lingerie day mm, i like that so and it kind of just builds up anticipation for like your date that night i guess, yes i like it yeah. let's do it tonight i don't i would need to get some i don't have anything that fits me right now next question or it's not really a question ask god to give you ideas of how you can surprise your husband or do things that will mean a lot to him. I think that's meaningful. That's good. Yeah. Praying for God's help to like to fulfill your spouse. I've never really done that. I probably could. It's a great idea. The I thing about too. it's like she's being very mindful and and introspective about about serving her husband. And I love that. Like, and I want to do that for you too. Right. Like we're Christian and they're Christian, but the culture of their um like how they how they express their Christianity. I don't know, like the culture of that part of Christianity that the Duggars are all a part of and the Bates and a lot of, um, I think it's a bab, I think they're Baptist, some sort of Baptist. And I grew up around a lot of people that were like that. They see, they try and incorporate their faith into like, into aspects of their life that I never would think to incorporate my faith. Like I, I like pray for, I don't know, like blessings and safety and health and, it's more of like a formal form of worship, I think, for me than it is for them where they're just like, oh, like I'm having a hard time. Like, let me just say a prayer right now. Or I really want to surprise my husband. Like, let me pray for like some guidance or some like that I can do a, a great thing for him that would be so meaningful for him that maybe I am having a hard time thinking of. Just like little things that I would have never thought to pray about, they pray about. And it's it's really cool to think about incorporating that in your life a little bit more. I think you, I think you say prayers when you're having a hard time, but as no, far as things like that, like, but things like this, yeah, like, like little, like, like I wouldn't happy have, things. I don't know. Like praying for like, like naturally. I think that not when you're having a hard time, it's like when you're having a good time and being like, how can like, Heavenly Father, help me to like make the best surprise for my husband. And I'm, yeah, that's I'm, usually something I I don't know. I at least in my mind, I feel like God would be like like oh, use sure. your use your resourcefulness and intuition there. Like, or, but I think He would I love think, to help you with that. You know? Yeah, no, like I think I'm more 
just used to praying when things are going badly or like or praying for things that i'm trying to fix Mm -hmm. rather than things that i'm trying to like make more special or just touch someone's heart or i don't know like i'm more of like a fixer prayer like well you express gratitude too yeah but it's more like formal it's it's i feel like they like like this it's just making like god is more intimate uh friend and yeah like that yeah okay Take the challenge to spend every night together during your first year of marriage. That's a fun challenge. I don't. We could do it for our fifth year of Dallin marriage. Dallin just quits his job. Our sixth. I cannot leave. Every <laughs> night together. I mean, did we I, ever not spend a night together? I don't think we did. I don't think we did. I think we did pretty well on that one. Did I just ever have we a. Were too poor I to might do have anything. had a work trip. Did our I? Our first year. Not our first think, year. Yeah. No, I was in school. You're right. I think we did spend every night together. There we go. Make weekly date time a priority. We have been good at this. We were bad at this when our kids were nursing, but I don't feel like that's my fault because they wouldn't take a bottle. Book a kid-free weekend getaway. We just started doing this. That was so fun. Oh my gosh. Did you guys see the vlog of us going to St. George? (laughs) We've never laughed so hard at ourselves. We were so relaxed. And that is the the state of Dallin and Ashley when (laughs) we are away from our kids. We love our kids. (laughs) And can think about jokes. We just can't be as chipper. And just relax and be like chipper together. Yeah, chipper is a good word. We missed one. There was one that we really love. It was... um, the six second rule? Yeah, we've been doing this one. There's one... I think where it's coming. No, I think we were at the end. Give at least a six second oh, kiss when coming and... Oh, was, we missed it. It was under the ad. Give at least a six second kiss when coming and going. This is my new favorite uh, enhancement. So, Instead of just a little like, see ya. It's really good for both it's of six us. six seconds, baby. It's really good for me because when things are busy in the mornings or like when, you know, like if Down's leaving in the afternoon or if I'm leaving or like if he's got work in the morning or a wedding it's usually like a very stressful time when he's piecing out or trying when to, I'm like a hurry getting things ready but and, that's like a solid like six seconds that reminds me that you like care about me well, you want to put me first even though things are going on all around it's us good for both of us because i who am in a hurry am like usually like just a peck like let's get this train moving like i'm a goer like let's go and Dallin's like, oh, let's just make out for however long. And I would always be like, no, like, stop. We we do not have time for this. And then I would this. take it personally thinking Ashley doesn't love so me. So now this rule is, I know it's only going to be six seconds. And Dallin knows it can only be six <laughs> seconds. I will always stop so and make out with you. So we're able to commit. I just can't when there's like chaos. Ashley cannot eat food if there are kids around. Like she has I wait to, till our kids are asleep to eat. She cannot like... Yeah, it's just very. I just she, can't. I think this is the classic where the like the man will get ready to go anytime, and the woman has to be in the mood and have the have the ever the room set just right and all that type of thing. You know, what I'm I saying? just can't be romantic when people are crying, kids, or asking for my help, or about to break down. If I don't, and maybe that's a flaw. I don't know. I just can't do it. You got to be in the mood, and that's not a flaw. Well, more. I think it's more my environment needs to be in the mood. Like, and your environment. Yeah, it matters a lot to you. Right. Okay, well, the last one is to invest in counseling sessions a few times a year, which I really enjoy that she said that. Del and I just did, and we have just shoveled through a whole bunch of crap. It's been good. We learned a lot. We'll, basically, my main takeaway so far, as far as the marriage stuff goes, well, I had we'll a talk lot about of things personally. Podcast. Yeah, we're going to talk about this in our next podcast, so stay tuned. But it's, it's just that, like... Marriage takes like learning the skills of marriage. It's not just, it's not, it's not like 
you're be, just like gonna making, all of a sudden because you love each other you're gonna be perfectly married forever for two people to become one you need to i think follow some rules of engagement that's a good way to put it and we just weren't i think in some areas and we are adjusting and so we'll talk about that and the changes that we're working on right now in our next podcast so stay tuned for that here's a few books that she gives that i'm also interested in reading with you uh real quick she says five love languages we've read that one by gary chapman by gary chapman his needs her needs by william f hardly willard willard f Hardley. willard sorry intended for pleasure by ed wheat let's read that one letters to my daughters by barbara rainey haven't heard of any of these boundaries by dr henry cloud and the total money makeover by dave ramsey go dave and just for the record we haven't read any of these except five love languages and i know who dave ramsey is but just i don't know what these books are hopefully they're good books not saying we endorse them or anything we just this haven't is just read the list them that yet Jill that's gives. just what yeah, she right. gave and then she gives some other resources ted cunningham books and fun marriage videos on youtube huh focus on the family books and podcasts and big little life with the dashley's podcast yep, just she, kidding she no, doesn't she say, that. say that okay but we do thanks for joining us you guys give us a review on mm-hmm. itunes or wherever you listen to podcasts if you haven't yet that it, would help us out so much and um to all of you guys who subscribe. are supporting us thank you so much from the bottoms of our hearts we just are so grateful that you like us and you like our podcast enough to support it and we can't wait to send you a christmas card yeah man I wonder how many Christmas cards we're going to get this year. Last year filled up our entire kitchen. I know. That'll be so fun. We love our tr- Christmas card tradition. Anyways. Yes, we do. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay, see you well, guys. see ya.